Day 11 of the Australian Open on no challenges remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined as always by Courtney Nguyen. How are you doing, Courtney? I'm doing well. Overall thoughts on this women's semifinal day from you? Um, as a day, I mean, pretty straightforward. Obviously, two straight set matches. Uh, the favored players won. They yep. won fairly easily. So in all that way, we've got ourselves set up for a Serena Williams and Angelique Kerber final, which can be very interesting. It will really depend on how Serena comes out. Obviously, we know that, that the match is on her racket, but we also know that Angelique Kerber has an amazing ability to uh, force top players to play some pretty epic third three-setters. So um, I think there's a lot of great storylines going into the final, and uh, and I'm happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it, too. Yeah. I mean, there was all this talk at the beginning of the tournament, like stats, like most seeds ever out in, but by the third round or before the third round. But they were almost all the unimportant seeds. Yeah. And really, this tournament, with the exception of the, the quarter that produced Kanta, and even that was not that decimated because right. it had Makarova and Keys in it and Vonovich to the third round at least. Um, it, this tournament held together pretty well. We got one versus four in one semi. And yeah, Kerber is a very legit perennial top tenner who made her first final, and it all feels like it's setting up pretty well. Yeah, I think not the, blockbuster, but pretty. Yeah, damn not good. blockbuster, but I mean, was there a blockbuster final outside of Vika? Yeah, it was Vika. Serena, yeah, it, it was, was Vika, Vika, right? Outside of that happening, and and again, I mean, let's think about what we were expecting and asking of Victoria Azarenka to make this final anyway, and to push Serena Williams, it might have been asking for a little bit too much too soon. You know, now in retrospect. Um, I was definitely on the Vika bandwagon in terms of getting her into the final. In retrospect, I kind of understand maybe I, I, I overplayed certain things that I was seeing from her. I don't know. but It was a surprise yesterday yeah, when she lost. Sure, sure. Yeah. But, um, but I think that what you said is absolutely right in terms of, like, the unimportant seeds lost. And I think that that's something that I feel like a lot of times whenever this stuff happens because it just really bothers me because if you have been following the WTA tour – Nothing that happened this week in the last two weeks surprised you other than Jing Shui. Yeah. Okay, that's the one thing that's super surprising. Outside of that, Simona Halep going out early, if you watched her, if you watched her play in Sydney, if you talked to her in Brisbane or listened to her or read any interviews that she gave in Brisbane, you understood where she was at. You understood where Muguruza was at. You understood where Venus might have been at. I mean, well, who are we talking about when we're talking about a player that is so dominant yeah. in Serena Williams that's actually going to challenge her anyway? You know what I mean? Like, so when you, I feel like people key in on the wrong things. And the four players that I had keyed in on before the tournament started were Serena, Maria, Aga, and Vika. And they all made it deep. And Maria, probably the only reason Maria doesn't make it any deeper is because she has to play Serena in the quarters. Maria, could, in, Maria could have definitely made the final out of the bottom. Absolutely. Half. Yeah. She absolutely could have. So I don't know. I don't find that this result is surprising in any way. Zhang Shui notwithstanding. <laughs> Zhang Shui, you, you say that, but didn't Zhang Shui like win 100K in the fall? She did, but. So you, she's going okay. even, even Zhang Shui. Even Zhang Shui. Even Zhang Shui. If you, were, if you were paying attention, I know the ITF nerds are like, no, but she won. If you were paying attention, you knew. Fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that you're absolutely yeah. right. I think that things held up well. And I think that at the end of the day, we got two quality or, you know, semifinals insofar as the players that were involved. Yeah. I think Kanta got a little 
unnerved. Um, she finally she got unnerved. Maybe I mean I don't know, or maybe she just plays a bad match. You know, she played, a, ba- she we played look, a bad match. Yeah, we look at sometimes you know statistics and we look at results and we say, oh, you got nervous. Sometimes you just play a shit match, and it wasn't a shit match, but against. Uh, Angelique Kerber matching up against Joe Conta, forcing Kerber smartly. I questioned it initially, but actually it was quite smart of Kerber to come out and just play her contained game style and wait for Conta to force her to play more aggressively. So it got a little tight in the first set, but otherwise Conta really hit herself out of the match. And, you know, Angelique Kerber will do that to you. So let's go through the semifinals. Uh, First, Aga Radvanska played Serena Williams in the first one. First set was over in a hurry. Uh, Aga, 20 minutes. Aga only won seven points in that first set. Serena was incredible. I think the winner count was something ridiculous, like 18 to 1. Uh, one of the best sets Serena's played in a long time, and that's saying something. Yeah, so let's actually hear from the coaches involved in both of this, Tomasz Viktorowski, Patrick Mortaglu, who I spoke to after the match. Uh, the beginning, Serena played amazing and I think when, when she when she's so focused and she's so into the game she's in her zone there's, she's kind of unbeatable player in women tennis but all we know is pretty tough to, to keep this level especially in the semi-final because final then it's different emotions but uh, it's pretty hard to keep this this level like everything winners close to the lines uh, Serena was actually moving only into the court so it's pretty tough to keep it and then Naga had her chances in a, in a second set all we all we saw it and like for me the the, the only the, the missing the missing part was serve first serve quality of first serve and and, uh, and percentage of first serve in and that is that's the main difference in between this tournament and let's say Singapore last, at the end of last year. Because I'm really proud of what Daga did already in, in 2016 and how she how she was fighting even today. Because you know it's it's not easy to to go to the court against Serena at last six with uh, in 20 minutes yeah. and then come back and I actually she did it she made it she was she was uh, back in the game and she started to fight I saw her feast I saw her um, in a better position and I'm really proud she she was able to turn around a little bit ah, she was able to turn and then come back to the game did Serena lost lost to the US Open to Vinci who's a little bit of a similar play to Aga, and that she plays a lot of spin, a lot of variety in her shots. Did you did you look at that match and see what was able to work for, for Vinci, and what did what try to implement any or use any of that of here? Of course, but yeah, listen, when 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 you have when you when surf is coming to you in uh, 200 or 190, and the second surf is like one, 166, you can't you can't think about tactic. Um, when when you play against Serena, it's more about the strategy and in what shape she is. Because, um, as I said, with this quality, what she showed in the first set, uh, for me, she's uh, almost unbeatable. But if you keep the strategy, then you have a chance to, let's say, win a game, then another one, and then if you are able to keep it until the end of the set, at the end of the set is always different. Like Brad Gilbert was saying in his book, when you are 5-4 up, 
and uh, even without without break, and, uh, and the pressure is all pressure is on the other player, and that was as what I was watching second set. I just uh, dreamed about 5-4, and Naga had chances to get 5-4. She was 40-15 up, and she had two serves, and that was the for me that was the only mistake during the game. Yeah. Uh, Served to the backhand. Serena hit it. She hit the winner, um, and she made it. She's the best player in the world. So what I can what I can say else? I'm, I t- exactly what I told you. I'm really proud. I got turned everything around, and she was she was uh, alive in the second set. She was fighting. Um, that's it. You can't, you can't think about the the, the strategy. Hey, let, let's be serious. If you take a look to US Open semifinal and this one, I was completely different. Serena. Yeah. There was, there was in 2015 in, in New York, there was a lot of pressure uh, on, on um, Serena, and it's always tough to deal with, with, with this. And then the other players, other player can have a chance, and Vinci actually made it right. He was slightly different. I was a little bit different. I would say I was a little bit different, Serena, and, um, in, the, in this shape. Uh, it's gonna be tough. For everybody in the five, no, no matter if it's going to be Conta or Cabo, that's going to be tough for those girls. Last thing, I mean, August just played so well lately. She, you know, she won a lot at the end of the year. She won Singapore, she won Shenzhen, she made it to the semifinals here, and she won like 11 something straight matches, something like that. Um, how, how good can her her 2016 be? I mean, obviously Serena is a huge obstacle and going to get in everybody's way. But do you think Aga is there to be? Aga has to be there. Yeah. She needs to hang out somewhere there as a number two, as a number three. Just hunting for next tournaments. Uh, like main main goal for us is now to recover, uh, recover physically and mentally, because it's pretty tough. We've been in a in a in traveling for the last four five weeks yeah. almost. I thought she's not playing Fed Cup in Hawaii. So, yes, yeah. she's not playing Fed Cup, and we need to we need to make some more decisions about the, and adjust the schedule. Because you know it's uh, for us, you know, schedule is all the time live. So we need to we need to react what's happening. And um, at the moment, what uh, what is the most important for us is to recover. And then if if she recover well, uh, if we'll be able to do the good good workout back in back at home, back in home, then uh, I expect another good results in uh, in Dallas in Miami. This is our next goal for for 2006. I don't want to look forward too far. Okay, like tennis players saying one at a time. And these are our short-term goals. Of course, we have more Grand Slams and we have Olympic Games, but at the moment we have to deal with uh, what happened here and and, uh, and prepare for next big tournaments in states. So I, I saw you were you were watching the tape of Radwanska earlier in the tournament yesterday. Mm-hmm. Where, I guess, what were you looking for? And cause you obviously, Serena's had a lot of success against her. So was there anything new to prepare for this time, or different uh, in terms of in terms of this, this one match? Not really, but I always look at the players because their their game doesn't stay the way it is. They try, they all try to improve. So I might, uh, I might see new things. I always like to have their game really fresh in my mind the day before before talking to to Serena. So that's the only reason why I watched. Uh, it was not so much about her. It was more uh, more about Serena as always. And I mean, it's it's very important for sorry for Serena to know how the the opponent is playing. The type of uh, of shots that she might hit in different situations, because it's always better to know than not to know. But but it's really much more about uh, 
about how she should play and how she should use the, the weaknesses of the opponent. And I think she did it really well today. What do you think, Patrick, about her progression through the tournament? They, sometimes with Serena, it can be very complicated, like in Paris last year. But this year, it seems to have been pretty straightforward the yeah. way through yeah, if I speak about her level, I think uh, I think she's playing better tennis than last year. Uh, she won a lot last year, <laughs> but uh, I think she was far from her best. And I think she's closer this year for the moment, it's the start of the year. But that's, I'm happy about the level uh, that she plays, and I'm happy about also uh, also the way she plays. Uh, we've worked a lot on that uh, the preseason, and. Uh, She's obviously the tennis of the past because the last uh, 20 years she's been dominating the, the game so much. And what I want and what she wants is also that her tennis is the tennis of the future. <laughs> so that's what we, that's why we're working on, the, on 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 stuff to improve and to look like what tennis is going to be in the next years. And I think she's doing quite well. Was, was there any time, Patrick, between what happened at the U.S. Open? and the start of this year, when you were concerned about her motivation for this year after that big disappointment in New York? No, I, was, I mean, I was not really concerned about her motivation, I just uh, knew she needed time to recover and obviously right after, the, I mean, to go back on the court and practice, uh, I've been failed in the... in. In making the Grand Slam and winning a Grand Slam and having no Slam for a few months, uh, it was difficult to have a very high level of motivation. And I always told her, I don't want her to compete if she's not ready. I think it's a mistake. Uh, so, in my job, you have to be patient, even if it's not always my my biggest quality. <laughs> I have to improve. So that's what I did. At least someone improved at that time, and she improved so much since then, so I'm really happy. Patrick, she said on court that she was a little surprised to be in the final with all the time that she uh, took off. Were, are you surprised at all that she's in the final? Do you think no. she's really surprised that she was in this final? I'm not going to say that she's lying. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> so, I don't know about her, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I would be surprised if she was not. According to your overall impressions on what Serena did today and how she is heading into this final, which she said she, she claims she's surprised to be there not really. I, 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 like, okay, on some level, I guess, but it's a little bit Taylor Swift-ish. <laughs> it's impeccable. She's been absolutely flawless, um, insert Beyonce gif. Um, yeah. Gotta, gotta yeah, yeah. I just, I was saying this on the, recording the WTA Insider podcast earlier today, that for in my mind, this is the most impressive that Serena has looked from front to back at a major event since the 2012 Olympics. Yeah, Patrick said she's definitely better than she was last year. No, for and, sure. And the slams last year, she, I mean... She, she is had, a mastermind. She, He's she, right. <laughs> uh, she she had she had one of the worst amazing slams yeah. ever. I mean, she was not great. Definitely not great. Which one wasn't great here. It wasn't bad in Australia. Was mediocre in the French Open and still managed to dig her way through that. It's okay at Wimbledon. Not great. Not her best. In the U.S. Open, she was scratchy throughout. And she still came within two matches of winning the slam. So not that, she, that she's playing much better... Like, I saw someone tweet, like, Golden Slam watches on. And, like, that's okay. That's a bit early for that, but she's playing real well. If even Ben is saying it's a little bit early on that, it's a bit early on that. Am I early on things? No, but, you know, after the Australian Open, you're always talking about, like, potential Grand Slam. I always March wanted, out the I always wanted to happen. I got, I got my wish last year. We had someone do the you Aussie did. French double. 
Uh, it's all I ever wanted in tennis, and I had we hadn't had it in a long time, men or women. So. But it's important not to talk yeah. about it until the French. Of course. Once you get the French, I mean, it, it, can you just imagine the ridiculous <laughs> pressure that, especially given how well she's played this tournament, if she goes and goes on to win it and ties Steffi at twenty two. Like, if Serena has to live through what happened between July and September throughout the whole entire year, I just, I just, I cannot (laughs) for Serena. Like, I don't want her to have to do that. Like, that would be just, that would just suck. I want her to, like, do what she's done here at the Australian Open, which is play like she don't give a damn, and it's awesome. Like, she really is. I actually, for once, actually believe her when she says, like, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing. I have only to gain. She's playing exactly like that, as though that's not just like a cliche thing to march out. Pretty much. Obviously, she'll have something to gain tomorrow. Twenty-two slams. Uh, the person standing in her way will be Angie Kerber, who made her first slam final and impressed was pretty happy about it. It's been a. I loved by, it. By Kerber standards, this has been bubbly. Yeah. Angie, a couple a while hour after the match, how does it feel to be in a in a slam final? Feels good. <laughs> no, it feels really good. I mean. Um, yeah, it was a tough match today because uh, also mentally uh, I played a very good match against Svika um, yesterday and uh, I knew today I must go out there and play again good, be aggressive. But uh, I knew also that she beat a lot of good players these two weeks and uh, it will be not easy. But um, I handle it and I handle also my nerves actually um, in the beginning of the match and um, it feels really good to be for my first time in the final. Was the nerves a bigger part of that? I know you had issues with nerves in Singapore. I know in the last match, and then here coming him coming into this, this chance where you were a big favorite in this first semifinal. Yes, I think the nerves. Um, yeah, that was actually the biggest, the big challenge today for me because, uh, like you said, in Singapore, I was not able to to yeah to control my nerves against Zafarova. And after this match, I was told myself also. I will learn from that match and uh, I hope that this will never come again. And uh, also today I was um, trying, you know, to being focused and being quiet and just thinking about the match, about every single point. And it works uh, works very good. So I'm happy about about that, how I was handled it. You've been in the top 10 for a long time or in and out of it. Uh, what does it mean to finally get into this next step for this first Grand Slam final? Because it's probably the biggest thing, I guess, that you hadn't done yet. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's a special moment. It's a special feeling to to get there right now, to being in the final. I mean, I'm four years in the top ten, and I was not playing so good last year in the big tournaments. And now, um, yeah, that was my focus, to, to play better in the bigger one. And now I'm in the finals here, so that means, of course, a lot. And... Uh, I had great two weeks here, so um, with up and downs, with the first match, with match bound down, and uh, playing against the Germans, so a lot of things, but um, great experience, great two weeks, and at the end, I'm in the final, so I'm really looking forward. You just said that you had a, had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Just take a moment and, and talk about the ups and the downs uh, throughout your career. Yeah, I mean, the ups, I mean, downs I had, of course, uh, like a lot of years ago, you know, where I was like playing tournaments, I was 100 in the world and I lost 11 times, I think, in the first round. Then I came to New York, I won, uh, I get to the semifinals, so that was the up, 
actually new career where it starts, where I was then after four years in the in the top 10 and uh, there was one year where I reached four finals I lost all four um, we had a lot of yeah tough moments then you know I have also tough tough matches where I was up and I was losing the matches and the ups last year where I won four four finals and uh, also reaching Istanbul reaching Singapore then the, the match against Safarova that was a really down moment for me and uh, and then I had a great off season where I was, you know, trying to follow my dreams, follow my work, and my team was pushing me a lot. So now I'm here, and now I'm, I have it up again. Angie, do you feel any duty to protect Steffi's record as a German? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. The Germans must be together. To talk more about Angelique Kerber, we have a German veteran writer with us, Doris Henkel, here. Known, known for her love of tennis and her love of Bruce Springsteen. She loves the balls. Which both come up. I was surprised. I don't want to spoil, but I was surprised how relatively recent the fandom is, considering yeah. how entrenched it is. Pretty yeah. recent. Here's Doris sharing the German perspective on Fraulein Kerber. So very excited to be joined by Doris Henkel, freelance writer for German and Swiss newspapers, covering the tour since when, were you saying, Doris? Um, 1985. That's a long time. It's a long time. It started, I was very lucky, it started shortly after Becker won his first Wimbledon title, and mm-hmm. so from that I went on boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steffi Graf obviously came mm-hmm. around also, so it was a good time to be starting in German tennis. It was a, it was a great time, and then at that time we, of course, we, we had an idea how lucky we were, but we realized that when this time was finished, how yeah. lucky we have been, and after that it wasn't that easy, but... Uh, it's it's good again since a couple of years. This is obviously a very good tournament for you, I guess. Where where does Kerber reaching the final rank? And I, she might win the tournament, we don't know. But where does her reaching the final rank in sort of German tennis uh, achievements recently? And how much attention is it getting back in I th- Germany? Uh, I think it's it's really important because there has been a lot of talk about the German women in the last couple of years, but it was always something missing because they, people said, okay, they have to go somewhere, they have to reach a big final, they have if they can win a title and. When uh, Sabine Lisicki w- uh, reached the Wimbledon final, that was uh, that was a big story. Although it's different, Wimbledon is closer to Germany. There's the time difference, yeah. and uh, but nevertheless, I think people will have the idea that that Angie does it. So seven o'clock or seven thirty final start here will be in the morning in Germany. It's in right? the morning. It's not, not too bad. It's not at least bad. not at night, which which is a big help because yes. uh, the I think they haven't seen a lot from Angie this tournament because she had no night session. That means she always played in the German night. And I heard so, it was a nightmare for German writers and deadlines. It, and it was from yesterday to today. It was very tricky to write a story because when the people read that story, she already had her, her next match, and so that was not so easy. No, but she got to the final. Uh, what do you think this run means for... For Kerber, what are your thoughts on her finally making? Not finally, but I mean, she's been a top tenner for a long uh, time. It's, I think, it's very important for the win against uh, Vika and um, two days ago. That was a big, big step for her because she always had some issues with her nerves and and not believing in herself as much as she should do. And now she did that. And today was not easy because she was the favorite. She was in a way supposed to win. Yeah, yeah, and now sure. I think it. I mean, it made sound uh, a little strange but against uh, Serena she can she can just go yeah there's no pressure against mm-hmm. Serena yeah exactly no, no pressure is maybe a little too much because no pressure against Serena it's hard to imagine but yeah. but in it's a different pressure I think yeah for sure how much attention is it getting in Germany if at all that Serena is going for Steffi Graf's 
record? Is that something that people are paying attention to there? I, I think so. If it would be another person, the, the record uh, she she would chase, it wouldn't be that big as a story. But if she gets Steffi, that I think... But a lot of people uh, are interested in Serena anyway, yeah. because, I mean, how can you not be interested <laughs> in Serena? What is what is the level of, of, I guess, involvement that you know that Steffi still has in German women's tennis? I know she spent some time with, with Angie, some time with mm-hmm. Petco, I think, with the Adidas connection there. But how much, because we don't see her ever at tournaments, Steffi, so what, no, how, how it, but behind the scenes, is she more involved from what you can um, tell? I, I mean, she's in, in Las Vegas, there's this Adidas camp, and, and she, as you said, she cares about the, the German players, and, and everybody of them basically went there, and she has always good advice, and, and I mean, she's still, if you practice with her, every one of the German girls says, wow, she's still so good, and, and I, I remember when they had this roof opening in Wimbledon, and yeah. she played. I, was, I mean, if you see her movement and her backhand slice, it's it's still just great. Still there. Did, does she, I, I guess, following her, what, what are the attitudes towards German tennis? Because, I mean, after Becker also on the men's side, there are very few men in the draw here. I know there's a lot of hope for Sasha Zverev, but he's still very young. I guess, is this what does this raise the profile of tennis in general, her making this uh, final? I, I yeah. hope so, uh, because as I said before, it, it was always, there, there was a lot of talk and, and uh, playing Fed Cup and they, they had a chance, they lost the final against the Czech Republic two years ago, yeah. which was not that good. And But this, I think, will, will push German tennis a little bit further. In English, Kerber impressed is not always the most interesting player. She doesn't say a whole lot. Uh, in German, is she any different? Is she more revealing in, in German or is it tough to get a sort of read on her um, yeah I mean then? she she's of course she's not like Petkovic because no. I mean who's like Petkovic and <laughs> and but she's she's a decent girl she tries her best and I think she improved in, in that aspect too and she she uh, her English is better now than it has been and uh, and she's she's a friendly girl uh, she's she's easy to deal with so no complaints how much do you think this this run to the final means for her it means, I mean, now, right now I would say it means the world to her because she finally shows everybody here, I can do this. And because she was the one who doubted her a lot of times and she was the one who was, was in, in a way her enemy. And now she, she is friendly with herself, I would say. That's a very good way to end it. I know, last thing, just completely off topic, you were mentioning earlier, I couldn't have you on the show without mentioning mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. What are your plans for Bruce coming up? Um, I, I have to say Bruce and tennis, it started with tennis for me because yeah. the first show I actually saw was in Wimbledon 2009. He okay. played uh, on Middle Sunday uh, in Hyde Park. And at that time, I knew him. Okay, I knew him as everybody oh, so it's else. it's pretty recent. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty recent. And and then I went to see that show. And from that day on, I'm absolutely lost. <laughs> and I think uh, this this is the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it might sound strange, but I, I love that guy. And going to a concert gives me so much energy and so much joy, and it's it's just great. Uh, but coming back to your question, I see uh, the show in Los Angeles during where Indian I'm in Wells. during Indian Wells, and then Good timing. and then I see a show, the rescheduled show in New York and in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. Do you know Liz Clark, who writes for the Washington Post? Because she's also like she does some tennis, maybe not as much anymore, but she's a huge. And a I know, I know that a lot of sports two, writers are yeah, yeah. Fans. Tom Perotta uh, yeah. is a big. Uh, he, I told him there are new concerts, and he checked them online. And Pete Holderman is a big uh, Springsteen. So we we know each other, I think. Do you have a, a favorite song we can use to play you out of this segment? Um, I I love Jungle Land. I I love Born to Run. The the obvious, but I'm I love very much uh, the Devils and Dust stuff. The the more acoustic stuff, and uh, yeah, everything basically everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Doris. It was a pleasure, Ben. Thank you. So, Courtney, this final, 
What are you thinking? I don't. Not, you don't have to make a pick if you want, but like, what what do you see happening? Um, I think that Serena will come out obviously firing, and it just depends. I mean, if she's obviously playing the way that she was against uh, uh, Aga, that's going to be a problem. Obviously, Kerber is a completely different kettle of fish in terms of the game style that she offers up against. Uh, I saw this image of her holding a kettle of fish for some reason, and it seems like it seems right. Sorry, weird. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that obviously Kerber has an ability to to try and hit bigger try and push Serena off the baseline, try and hit with more power to the forehand to earn some errors, and that's what she'll need to do. She will need to get Serena on the run, get some some you know some free points, which was not something that Aga was getting in the first set, especially today. But generally, I mean, I've, Serena dropped off a little bit in the second set, and Aga got it a little bit tighter um, and could have made a bit more of a match of it if she doesn't miss that forehand approach. But, um yeah, so I I think it's going to be a respectable match. I hope so. I don't think it's going to I be... I don't see flop. I don't yeah, see one-on-one. I don't see that. Because to the extent... I hate the whole phrase and the whole concept of I have nothing to lose, but to the extent that you are playing a Grand Slam final and you are playing Serena Williams the way that Serena Williams has been playing this week, it doesn't matter who you are. You have nothing to lose. Like, you've already made the final. You know what I mean? Like, this is as far as you really, realistically, under all rationale outside of the whole sports, you know, thing. This is as far as you can go. This is as good as you can do. Go out there, play your game, do everything that you can to try and get one better. But there should be no pressure on Kerber whatsoever. The The Grand Slam trophy is not in front of her. It's in front of Serena. So um, I think that hopefully for Angie, she comes out and she plays, you know, relaxed and that she takes to heart what she's been saying, which is that she doesn't treat these Grand Slams as anything more than a premier tournament. She won four of those last year, the Premier Slam. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I, hopefully, I, that that's that's what I hope for Kerber is that she just puts on a a good performance, shows that she has every right to be there because there will be doubters and there will be people who will be tuning in that are going to doubt whether or not she deserves to be there. She absolutely does, and uh, just uh, an opportunity to show her quality that would be great. Winning a slam in 2015, Serena could never. Uh, but yeah, so I think this will be a good match. I think Serena will win it. I would probably predict interesting straights if I had to guess uh, Kerber obviously does go three a lot but I think for her to win a set Serena will have to dip and I think that can happen but I just think Serena is playing so well I like I really think the draw worked out perfectly for her as she said in press today uh, I think Georgie I think amped her up. yeah Georgie was such you had to go be fast out of the block against Georgie that match was so weird or just like that matchup is so weird rather that it made her have to Ratched up quickly, and she has never toned back. That was the that was yeah. the tightest of any all, all six of her matches was the Georgie match, right? Seven five seven five, is that right? Uh, or am I thinking five and four? I'm not sure. Five and four, but something close, close straights. But close it was straights. pretty. It was yeah. it was the closest anybody came, really. Uh, I think she got taken to maybe one tie break, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I might be mixing up my numbers at this point. It's been a long day. It's been a long time. And yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Serena. Obviously, I pick in straights, but I just I sports tennis Zheng Shui shit can happen. Zheng Shui will not win the tournament, sadly. But a lot of other sports can happen. We thank you guys for happening with us. If you want to follow along when you're not happening with us in your ears, you can do so by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NCR podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NCR underscore tennis. You can subscribe to us on any podcasting platform you like. I was having a conversation. I mentioned this on the last show. But, like, podcasting apps are great. You should get one. They make your life easier. Don't wait for us to put it on Facebook or Twitter, even though I just said both of those things are great. It's faster if you just have an app and it takes it right to your phone. You'll get like, ooh, new NCR. It'll come automatically. It's cool. So do that. Uh, and you get a few questions for us. Email us at nochallengesremaining at gmail.com. 
we are working on your postcards. We you had got one done. We okay. <laughs> we did get one. According to the tweet, we got one let's, postcard let's done in three hours. Let's explain the process and why but it took three hours. That was also because I was writing like I wrote addresses on a lot more than one. Ben so, was writing tons of addresses. I was writing my half, yeah. so I wrote a bunch of my part. They are not completed because Ben obviously has to write his part. But yeah. we do have one completed postcard with Ben's written part, it's, my it's, written. It's part. going somewhere to Queensland, I think. I think so. Yeah, going to, someone in so. Queensland's getting that first completed postcard. So yeah, so we're working on it. That's our that's our obviously our goal for the next four or five days to get all that stuff done. Not even a goal; it has to happen. It will happen. It will happen. It will so, happen. So so yeah, it's probably a good idea that neither of us is leaving until Tuesday. Yes. See you guys. Tomorrow, so today we're recording this Justice Djokovic Federer is starting. We'll talk about that and Murray Ronich on the men's semifinal show and final preview show for the men, which will be dudes only tomorrow. Sausage Fest! Bye, guys. 